1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 15th. Andy, how are we doing?
0: Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing swell. Ready for the you're a weekend. Little
1: slow to the, you're a little slow <laughs> off the line there.
0: I'm a little slow in a lot of aspects right now.
1: I did see on your Twitter feed you came across some uh, some fruit today. Some citrus. A favorite sumo original season.
0: here. Sumo season.
1: I just It's been a long year, Andy. It's been a long year, but we've come back around. The sumo t- has come stopping into our lives again. Is that what you're saying? I'll tell you what, it was it was
0: quite a pleasant pleasant surprise. I walked in the doors of the grocery store and it was pow right there. It was the first thing I saw. I mean, I just—I would have—I like ran up to it,
1: <laughs> grabbed I a couple bags. I wish there was bags. a camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thought about taking more. <laughs> Had they're, two of them not today. Cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah, look well, good. You know, I'm gonna I, keep
1: an eye out around here for those.
0: I, you know, some of my my friends were lodging that they were they were in fact overrated, and I said. Oh. You know, they, they aren't overrated just simply by the ease of peeling that they provide. Yes. That yes. alone makes them yes. impossible to be overrated because that's a prohibitive fully... to me. Like any other yes. orange, clementine, yep. tangerine, I don't like peeling them. I hate them. It's so, kids... such a pain in the ass to peel them.
1: Yep. Yep. I... I cannot endorse this anymore. Like, it doesn't even matter what's on the inside or how it tastes. It's already win by ease of the peeling, the sumo. I like... My kids it's ask like a me banana to peel. Them peel. An orange. It's... Yeah. Yes. It's it's perfect. When I have to pick away at these little oranges for my kids, it's it's pain. It's torture. It's hell. And then they want the next one wants another one. And it's just like... It's a, another route. It's awful. So I endorse that. Hey, does that... Does that, is that uh, excerpted from or accepted from your, um, your no sugar deal? Cause that's got, oh, fruits are fine. Firm... Fruits are fine. Okay. You're talking about more like the processed sugar of uh, like just pouring <laughs> yeah. stuff into it. I'm not going to lie.
0: I eat some like... ice cream tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. It's not going as well as dry January went last year.
1: <laughs> um, are you, uh, do you put sugar in your coffee? No. I think I'm inching closer and closer to just being a pure, like, straight black coffee guy. You do cream though, no? I just do milk. Uh, a little milk. All right. Well, little anyways, milk.
0: That's a... no, no. But I could, I could go black. I, I, I do black coffee if there's no milk. Like, you know, it's like not okay. a big
1: deal. I feel like I could drink. I'll, I'll drink black coffee whenever. While we're on the subject of coffee, this episode is brought to you by the Shotgun Start Blend at BixbyCoffee.com. It's fresh. Get it right off the get it, get it. you know, it's roasted shipped the same day. You get it usually two, three, four days, depending on how the postal service is operating that that particular week. It's been humming lately, three or four days after it's stamped. Uh, It's on your doorstep. You don't have to go to the store. It's fresh. Uh, You don't have to worry about how much you can set how many bags at one interval every week, every three weeks, however you want. It's a shotgun start blend. We're going to try, I think this year, to do less ad reads. I think that's a policy. We'd like to, who knows? Maybe we're doing a read every five minutes, but this is a way Speaking that we'll soon, mitigate that. You know,
0: you're, I, like I, I dro- think it's dro- a policy a that that we'd like to institute. <laughs> we, don't want,
1: we don't want to be doing too many ad reads. We don't want to traffic back up on that, but... Bixby Coffee Shotgun Star Blend is a way to mitigate that. If you subscribe, it's fifteen percent off. If you're supporting the podcast. Uh, you can find it at bixbycoffee.com. It is very good coffee. Haven't had a negative review yet. If it is, if you have a negative review, I'd actually like you to reach out to me via DM. I'd like to hear what where did what what failed for, w- with it for you because I haven't heard any of that yet. So and then we'll um, fix it
0: all with the Westy Island Blend. Yeah,
1: yeah, Westy Island Blend. All right. Let's uh, get off our little food segment here at the opening. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, we got to scrape the bottom of the barrel for things to talk to Sometimes we go in, we don't know what, where we're going to go. Sometimes the content gods send us manna for heaven or red meat for us to pounce on. And uh, on this Thursday afternoon, we were granted an internal out-of-bounds controversy. (laughs) And it was just... A meatball batting practice, meatball over the middle for this podcast, and I'm delighted to talk about it with you because for a while there, it seems like all we needed, all we were talking about, was Cam Smith's mullet. I mean, it's like this year's version of Smiley and Smith going kayaking out in the surf. It's Cam Smith's mullet, just that was being way overdone. But we have a bit of controversy. With the backboards gone, we got Barry on the ground. We have another player in the field send us images as well of, of the no backboards when we requested uh, some investigative work. Um, so no backboards at 18. A,
0: a player, which on meant, f- player on the first page of the leaderboard.
1: Eh, yeah. So no grandstands, which apparently opens up this shoot on 10 in you know, the, the, the Steel Zone, the Brendan Steel area. Um, to drive it up ten with no grandstand surrounding the 18th green, and then hit a gap wedge. uh, What seemed like sounds like a gap wedge with about uh, no obstruction, no trees, just a clear view. It's for a pretty easy eagle putt or a makeable eagle putt. Although I think I saw, was it Kim Smith? He said he had a nine iron in today. Like these guys are hitting pretty low irons into into a par five. Anyways,
0: I mean it's only like five hundred and. 50 yards. I remember 18th at
1: Y just because of the video game back in the day. You know, holy shit, they're showing this boat going like 70 miles an hour, bouncing in the surf off the coast. Yeah, I so late Wednesday they put some white stakes in, so you can't go up 10, you got to go up 18. So you're hitting a nine iron, eight iron instead of a cap wedge, something I don't know what you're uh, is this golf's answer? to the distance issue not a rollback just start putting white stake areas all over golf courses they need more trees they got to put more trees up there between 10 and 18 so you can't hit clear gap wedges through I I think this is the answer to the rollback problems white stakes and more trees would you agree with that
0: you know this is kind of like an aging movie star trying to face uh trying to uh fight old age like each uh each OB steak is like Botox injection
1: and uh, that's, a you good, know, you coming up with this on the fly. Yeah. As a, it's okay, just, all right. You,
0: you can put these out there and sure. It'll provide like an artificial, you know, score minimizer and everything. Like yep. you can do this and it'll, you, you could, you could put OB steaks at 320 yards and pinch every hole down and guarantee guys wouldn't hit drivers past 320 yards because that's what, right. you know, but is that actually like the spirit of the game of golf that we want to, um, promote? No, that would yep. be terrible. Right. It would be horrendous and right. it would be so stupid to, you know, not allow the great drivers of the golf balls to show off their skill.
1: Probably not what uh, Seth Rayner had in mind. Just put an internal OB. Well, this OB. is, I know, don't probably... think eighteen's not an original Seth Rayner hole. Oh, that's right. That's right. Is this and this isn't the original? This isn't the. Is this the eighteenth that the members play?
0: Yeah, um, it might yeah. be flipped.
1: Uh, they might be nine or something. Yeah, like I think. But this yeah, is what? Nine. What? This was where the other hotel, the hotel that got torn yeah. down or put up, and
0: yeah, they put the great. new hotel up. Okay. Eighteen was, oh, yeah. I think, along the ocean. That's true. That's and true. That's true. and uh, that's true. but th- so this isn't the original eighteenth. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it, whoever designed this did not expect this to be. And how come um, it's, it's crazy. It reminds me my my home course growing up in the course, our high school team played at the 10th hole had a um, course out of bounds, just like this down the left side. Yeah. <laughs> and they used to host a state amp qualifier every year. I go to the state amp qualifier and, and everybody would play the 10th hole. It was really hard. There'd be OV right and and then trees left. But I would tee it up on the right side of the tee and just launch it down nine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd have like a gap wedge in. Everybody, every time I did this and every time the people in my group were like, whoa, that <laughs> you had, that made that hole so easy. I'm like, yeah, because they took down the, the internal out-of-bounds after, the you know, they only set it up for high school matches.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Well... Uh one player found it today, this makeshift new outer out of bounds, and it was the boy from Bratislava. Again. <laughs> uh this was just like hit all the notes. Someone sent us a PGA Tour article. Like this just hits all the notes. The ball goes too far. There's internal OB drama. Like, you know, a minor thing that we could you know, have fun with. Billy Horschel gave a quote on it. It was available. I, I, you wouldn't believe he was available to talk about it. Um, you know, said he was playing with Justin Leonard, had, no, had never, or was playing and Justin Leonard, walked out and said, have you ever thought about hitting up 10? He goes, no, never considered it. He said, well, everybody's doing it today. Uh, but Roy Sabatini was the only Are one. Are you that surprised that this, Billy
0: Horschel had never thought of that?
1: I'm not. I'm not. No. Uh, and, and, and Saba was the only one that found it. i read this how, article. How come Billy
0: Horschel is the one that, like, is at the center of the story? He's he just only... talks.
1: He's available for every th- comment on every fucking day. It's unbelievable. The
0: guy it's like you think he's like the most like involved it, you think he's the most important pga tour player if you never
1: looked at a leaderboard and you've just read yeah. the articles <laughs> That's a good point. every controversy every rules dilemma every you know yeah regulation debate he's always being asked he's always just there on the spot with the, with the microphone ready to talk um this article of Ben Everill said Sabatini hooking his T-ball left into the death zone. The death zone seems a little mac- macabre <laughs> and overdramatic. <laughs> what is this? They put some stakes up and now it's the death zone. <laughs> what? what? That seems a little a little Maybe, maybe they've Just got OP a potential out of- uh,
0: national chain of funeral <laughs> homes.
1: On board for to sponsor the Death Zone. That seems a bit much for PGA Tour dot com family website. It, into the Death Zone, God Lord. You know so. who wouldn't write so that? Sabo was your only one. Who's that? The bot. The bot would
0: never write that.
1: <laughs> well, the bot's wires would be all thrown off. They put some stakes up overnight. It's just, it doesn't know what to type. He's just a mess. It doesn't compute with all his mappings of the course. You know. Roy Sabatini hits second shot left side of... It would just be totally short-circuited if that, that happened. All right. Do you think but Sabo that
0: knew it. that the stakes
1: were there? <sighs> you mean he was out at the wine bar? He just didn't check his text from the tour last yeah. night coming through? He's <laughs> at the V wine bar? That's a good question. That's a good. I suppose we might never know. I bet if he didn't know they were there... Well, I don't know if he would have flipped out. He might not have flipped out because he'd be embarrassed. He just didn't check or confirm. you have like a DJ type whistling straights. You know, what's a bunker, what's not a bunker type thing. You need, you need to make yourself informed on it. Anyway, so that's our internal OB, the death zone, which is what it will be known as for the next, whatever, four or five days. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. bodies stacked everywhere. should call just... it
0: all the time,
1: any out of bounds to the death zone. Put skull and crossbones and white paint on the on the grass. Uh, all right, so that's where we're at. Our leader is none other, at least at the moment. We're recording a hey, little early. I, before... I'm not
0: done talking about the death zone yet. All
1: right, what do you want? What do you got for me?
0: I, I did some research. Okay. What what impact is this having on the round? Um, you ready? Ready for... Uh some stats sure sure data boy over here data boy last year (laughs) a data boy in training (laughs) last year there were eight eagles in round one. data boy
1: is a pejorative nickname i should say but go ahead continue eight eagles eight eagles in round one Uh uh-huh today
0: Uh so far there's still some people on the golf course full disclosure Five Um, 65 birdies That's irrelevant Because there's still a bunch of people out there 86 birdies In uh, in round one last year Or 86 So then there's 49 pars this year already 47 last year 5 bogeys this year 3 Last year in round one So You know what that's telling me the score, the scoring's getting a little bit more normalized. The outcomes, we're getting a little bit more dispersion across all the outcomes. It's just not a guaranteed, you know, birdie or better. Basically, oh for, you know, like it's a, it was a birdie or eagle hole, and now at least there's more pars and a few more bogeys, less
1: eagles. Yeah, and we can't, and we can't know how many eagles there would have been had they been driving it up. 10, presumably more like that. That That's the thing. That is the impact. The impact it's having is not fully known because we don't know, you know, how we well, also don't
0: it. have the control of, you know, backboard, no backboard.
1: Well, Cam Smith said, said the quiet part out loud today. Brian Wacker article just absolutely loved it. The, the, the grandstands are not a, only provoking or prompting that internal OB, but they're also making holes harder. A quote which will be exhibit A in the trial of backboarding. This will be called to the stand. We will shout it at the jury. I th- Camp Smith, I think 17 and 18 are the biggest ones, Smith said, with how on the impacts, no grandstands, how it's making them harder. 17 and 18 are the biggest ones. With how firm 17 Green gets, that Redan. Sometimes you can use that grandstand as a bit of a backboard to a back pin so i think it makes the hole tougher definitely for sure this is exactly what you talked about on wednesday firmer greens hopefully that you know some of these holes were designed to be firm and designed to penalize the long shots 17s were dan you know that's the one smith citing specifically you cited 18. um look this is the this is the nut of the entire our backboard complaints we are making it easier for the best players in the world, we are making these holes easier. We are we we're we putting up bumper bowling for the players who are at the top 0, 0.1% talents in the world. And then you know Joe Schmo comes and plays this next Wednesday, and he doesn't have that benefit. That's the whole thing, and that's we'll leave it at that. He's using backboards on seventeen with firm green to a back pin.
0: So far, the that's data. all I got. So far, the data. It's not showing anything. On seventeen.
1: What's that mean?
0: Nothing. Because none of the no, no changes. Yeah, it's it's not showing any any big changes.
1: While we're on the subject of data, who's winning the strokes gain negative that head to head? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, it looks like Sergio's negative one point seven six, for what I see so far. I don't think they're done through seventeen. Uh-oh, Hideki. Sean. Your guy. I see minus 0. .57. So Hideki's winning.
0: Big <laughs> Sergio almost
1: week. almost two shots already. Sergio's lost on the greens it looks like. Uh all right. So I may lose that head to head. Stewart, Brian Stewart not not Hainan, I don't think with Colin Morikawa, if you can you believe it. You posted
0: early that, uh, they, that You you were well excited. that's
1: I had to do it. It's like when the Browns are 2 and 0 and first in the division, you post the standings. Uh, but our leader, whoa, we have some late challengers here. Our leader was Peppy Peter, early chase, early uh, early pace setter. Peppy Peter Malnati. Um, while we're on the subject of distance, he's talking about how he hit a driver, his only slip-up of the day. Did you see this? No. There's a creek or, a, I don't know, a burn, a creek on one of these holes. He's like, his caddy's like, you hitting driver? He's like, of course I'm hitting driver. It's 360 yards. He hits driver 360 yards into the creek. And that was his only slip up. Peter Peppy, little Peppy Peter Malnati, just driving it 360 yards into these, into the berm. Now, er, into the creek. It's firm. He goes, it, hey, I'll take it. It's so great to play this course when it's firm and it's running like that. But uh so he's our leader. Peter, he shot sixty two.
0: Tied t- with your boy, Northeast Ohio boy, Kochrack.
1: Coke okay, crack. Xavier grad probably big Brown's fan i'm I'm projecting i have no idea if that's true big week for jason Kokrak. what
0: what could be a big week he, for Cleveland if Kokrak told you he was a, a ravens fan
1: would you be out on him i yes yes immediately way out on him quickly I, and I can't w- waco Neiman. uh Sergio's buddy oh Sergio's protege not buddy he's protege uh, they're they're all eight under. They, Neiman coming in late, got to sixty two. I love this quote from Peter Malnati. My Swain is not a- Adam Scott esque. He conceded. This is from uh, I think Adam <laughs> Shupak writer. My Swain is not Adam Scott esque. <laughs> he conceded. He conceded. Well, thank you. I'm not Tiger Woods. Thank you. Uh, it has a. <laughs> It has a little bit of, I'll say, idiosyncrasy is a good word. It's like saying, swing your swing, I guess. But he's trying to say, I think he's saying his swing is, you know, a little odd. But when I give myself the time to sync everything up, it's pretty brilliant. Like, well, the humility quickly evaporated there and said, he's brilliant. I, I, you know, it's great. He's 62. He thought, you know, 63 at Sanderson was going to be the round of his life. He beats it by a shot on a wild eye today. Anything else to your early results? Do you think this is how the leaderboard is? Fifty-four holes from now, I hope this so. Love, you love talking early Friday. I I love this leaderboard. I can't get enough of
0: it. I hope it's like this fifty-four holes in. I mean, we got we got the Hitman Hearn rummaging around there in T 8 <laughs> We got we got a nice mix. We got Webb. You know the best player outside of a driver, and we. The biggest storyline I see is like is Siwoo Kim still wearing Live Under Park year in twenty twenty one. Oh, that's a good
1: one. That's a good one. That'll be. Bassie's a in the the mix. It's a very shotgun startish leaderboard. There's a lot, a lot of names mixed in here. Aaron Battle. You know, in there's here.
0: there's a guy that there's a guy that did accomplished SEC golf history. This t twentieth.
1: Brian Gay. Yeah.
0: Wow. he's right there with Mr. Florida Chase Seifert so there's a lot of a lot of intrigue in here
1: all right well that good well we got a good weekend ahead of us
0: do you think Roger um, Sloan's wife's walking with him he's t37
1: <laughs> Well as you know the tour has abandoned the family PGA tour has abandoned the family they want to you know destroy the family atmosphere um, all right that's all I got on Sony you have anything else? Uh, initial no. feedback course leaderboard, we're good, right? Uh, do you have any reaction to the Kevin Kisner quotes that seem to become, I don't know, a source of some intrigue over the last couple of days? He still goes to events. He knows he can't win, like Beth Page, but you I know, mean, he pay that's a lot of money the reality
0: of the situation.
1: Yeah, I didn't think they were bad quotes. Uh, uh, Garrett Morrison tweeted this, says a lot about the tour. He caught some flack like to think. I don't think his intention was saying they were like he's just a money. You know, he plays it only for the money, but it's more like there's a handful of courses that just don't work for someone with Kisner's skills and talents, which is, you know, lamentable. And then there's also, there's a reward for just showing up and uh, for often often is the case, right? They pay a lot for just being 20th. And sometimes that makes these events a little ho-hum, a little little lackadaisical, but I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with this quote. It's just it was indicative of a lot of the current state of, of professional golf, I think. Um news. No, Larry the cable guy at Pebble Beach. Thank God. Praise the Lord for that. My mortal enemy. Lifelong this enemy. Larry the cable be, guy.
0: Might be the best Pebble Beach tournament we ever have.
1: On a on a more serious note, it does sound like, you know, I mean that that chair the The amateur component, celebrity component does do a lot for the charities, local charities in Monterey. That's a big boost. So they're losing a lot of money with having no celebrities, obviously no fans. Um, It'll be just on two courses at uh, Pebble and uh, Spyglass. I saw Alan Shipnuck had a tweet. You know, Alan's a local Monterey, grew up working at Pebble and stuff. He goes, this will be great. Now they can, I mean, you know, he's lamenting that they're, they can't do the full event, but what the positive is they can really set these courses up with some teeth and give them, put pins and spots. They normally wouldn't when they've got these, you know, 15 handicaps playing with these pros. It's like, "Ah." is the tour, is the tour going to do that? Maybe, Maybe
0: they could add some internal
1: OB. Where would be a good spot for some internal OB on, uh, I'm trying to think maybe in front of six green, just like a big patch of out of bounds in front of the six green, start throwing stuff out there everywhere. I don't know. Um, But I just, I don't know. it be a good spot.
0: In front and past it.
1: (laughs) It's a three shot hole. There you go. Um, Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I love Alan. He's, he didn't say they will. He said they can. And yeah, they can in theory. What, I'm just not if, holding my breath. What, what if they put a, a patch of
0: internal out of bounds, 223 yards off the 18th tee to <laughs> the, the right chess. side of the
1: <laughs> Not the death zone. The chess zone becomes the death zone. That'd be really unfortunate. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, th- that's, uh, you know, it's the new, a lot of these tournaments kind of came before the pandemic are getting hit, right? You know, you got last the... two weeks, you got Phoenix is going to not be at all what it normally is farmers. And uh, now this is, there's no, uh, celebrities or genocidal death leaders at the Amex one and, and Palm Springs. And then there's no amateurs for this. So who are you going to say?
0: Hey, um, would you be opposed to a tournament where, like the, tr- they got to just put out of bounds in different places every single round? One tournament a year where you get
1: to just be super creative with a bounce bounds all over the place. How many are? How many are you giving me? Just one hole or one? little say, z- say you one... Get
0: six. Six you know and you're limited to like you can only do like little pockets like imagine it being almost like a landmine
1: right where or maybe you, so you I... they give you they give you a, a total number of square yardages right so one yes. like you could go for a big swath on one hole but then you you've already used up a lot of your quota for the other five what are we talking yes. about what are we talking about it's kind of fun. I think
0: I, fun. I I I might be talking myself into being into this event, especially if you could change it every day so they don't know where it is going into each day.
1: <laughs> I mean, you tell them at the start, right? With the T-sheet or so with the pin sheet, right? Eh, like here's where I think we death... just keep it blind. Here are your death zones for the day. Oh, blind. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. I don't know how we got on this, but uh, other news. El Pato, the duck on Cabrera has been arrested in Brazil by Interpol. He's being sounds like extradited back to Argentina. This is the thing we've been talking about. It just no English speaking press has seemed to want to cover this or not cover. I mean, we tweeted about this over the summer. They put the judge put it out for him when I think he was at Firestone, uh, for the senior players. It, he's been you know, accused of, of gender violence i think it's like you know domestic violence beating up an ex or hitting i, I don't know what the accusation is an ex-girlfriend ex-wife um and he's just been like blowing off all these court dates not showing up for court in, in argentina and uh yeah it sounds like they got him in, in brazil and yeah I, I we don't have anything to add i don't think it's just it this has been this has been a story it just it's always from these Spanish Portuguese whatever papers in South America and I don't know why it's not been it did it missed the aggregation station didn't go didn't stop there but yeah this is the latest now he's he's been they were arrested. busy with other things it's getting uh cam Smiths mullet it's getting some uh it's getting some attention now uh all right that's it you got anything else for news you got nothing else all right we'll do a quick flashback friday sorry we've had some technical difficulties in this one i hope we're recording maybe i hope this works i I don't know if this is gonna work (laughs) me too we'll We'll see it's not exactly inspired me to put all my effort into this flashback friday you know this may or may not see (laughs) the light of day i think
0: we're recording
1: (laughs) okay all right do you know who brett ogle is
0: yeah, I do know that name. He's
1: very big in the Australian world. You know, We don't know him really much. The, the American audience are myopic, naive American golf fans. Probably aren't as familiar, but Brett Ogle won the 1994 Hawaiian Open. It was a second wow. PGA Tour win. He is in Austria, but... Um, he's, he's senior tour Aus- eligible. Australian player of... <laughs> I'll tell you why he can't play. He's got a crippling yips. Um. So he, he's a, he, very accomplished in Australia. Won on the European Tour. Uh, first in Q School, immediately wins uh, 93 Pebble Beach Pro Am, and then wins the Hawaiian Open 94. The broomstick beats none other than Davis Love, who shot 60 on Friday, only to shoot even par, even par on the weekend and blow it. Um, well, lose a bit to nervous. Brett Brett Ogil <laughs> 94 Hawaiian Open champion. And according to Love, said this is about like all the others I've thrown away. Not a lot of fun. So this is 94 already. He's, he's you know, unfortunately kicked kicked a few away. Um, but what else about Ogle? Let, let's get into him. This was his second and last PGA Tour win. He won 15 times, I think, worldwide. And then he became, so he it sounds like he was the lead analyst for Fox in, in Australia. Fox Sports did all the golf work. So he's, he's a well-known uh commodity and personality down there not maybe known as much in the states He was adopted at six weeks he's a successful hockey player which i didn't know there was a lot of hockey in australia successful hockey player um and state champion sprinter and then he didn't decide to take up golf until like uh after being you know succeeding in all those other sports and he reduced his handicap from a 32 to one in two years that's pretty good. I mean, I could Sign see going talent. 32 to, you know, knocking off a big chunk, 32 to 12 or th- but to one in two years is pretty good. I'd um, be impressed with somebody that said, Hey, I went from 32 to 28 in two years. You would be, I mean, if you're 32, there's a lot of room to go up. No, if you work <laughs> at it a little bit, people are idiots. You know, <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Uh, then headed to Euro qualifying school in 87. This is a pen light. Maybe I'm Brett Ogle. In 88, he won the Australian Asian Tasmanian Open. He finished third in 88 behind Roger Davis and Fred Couples. Remember the world player, the Bicentennial Classic. It was Australia's biggest tournament ever at that point, um, with Davis defeating Couples to win 500 grand first prize. Big money in Australia. Huge money. Uh, and so then he, he was medalist at the 92 q school brings it to the pga tour wins pebble wins hawaiian open but he gets crippling yips and we don't this is why he goes into broadcasting yips i it just sounds like a an infamously case of the yips an infamous case of the yips when tiger was battling his yips and all these people were writing articles he was like ogle was brett Ogle's cited as you know a, a, a past case yip yip yeah. expert Here's his quote. Uh, this is years after. It's funny because in 1984, I was chipping those plastic balls you buy in Kmart down the hallway. I flinched one into the side of the wall. And I thought, ah, that's different. Over years, it got worse. It was the bloody yips. Started in my chipping and went to my putting. I couldn't chip anymore. I got around with a lawn putter, which won him the Hawaiian Open, he says. The lawn putter. He's got some real strong views on the belly anchoring, uh, which we'll get to in a second. So he gets around Hawaiian Open, beats DL3 at anchoring, but my chipping drove me off the tour. If I could still chip, I'd be on tour and my ball striking's good. People see me hit it still and ask me if I'll play the Champions Tour. I said, I don't have the nerve. My chipping is completely gone. <laughs> I mean, which, you know, Champions Tour, you can kind of ham and egg your way around there, but it must be bad with the chipping. Um, he said, I spent thousands of dollars seeing sports psychs, trying to reprogram my brain and get around somehow, and he had to just step away. They asked him, what have you learned about the yips? The neurotransmitters in your brain don't match up and you get uncertainty, you flinch at the ball and your hands flinch. I, I won't go into more, uh, more. He explains, tries to go into it much more. Um, it, it, so he was, so he goes to the belly putter. The chipping starts and then it goes to his putter. Uh, in 1993, he, he said he almost gave up golf in 91. He, He was experiencing the yips in his putter. The rest of his game was was on point, but he was missing putts as short as as 30 centimeters with regularity. So then he goes arm lock. He hunches Arm lock or belly? He he does both. This is an Australian article. Now he hunches like Quasimodo over his putter. He holds the shaft against his left forearm with his right hand, and his left hand clasps further down the putter. Uh, He learned from Bernhard Longer. And it worked for him. Then, oh, his chipping yips were so bad, he chipped left-handed too, towards the end. Yeah, that's a smart move. Mid to late 90s, uh, this became really sort of a big scene in Australia. Like People loved it. Part of his personality is chipping left-handed. Here are his thoughts on anchoring. This is first-person essay. Let's face the facts. It wasn't cheating and never will be anchoring. In fact, all anchoring the putter to the body achieved was to give golfers a mechanism to fight their nerves and importantly, maintain their enjoyment of playing golf. This month's ridiculous introduction of the anchoring band should highlight two key points that counter its very existence. Firstly, it will have zero bearing on the results around our world tours. If anchoring the putter was such an advantage for professionals, every tour player would have been doing. I switched to the long putter in 93 because a bad case of the yips on short putts. Once golfers get the yips, you have them for life. What anchoring the putter did to me was allow me to control those nerves over shorter putts broomstick helped me with the win the 94 Hawaiian Open and the 96 West Coast Classic in Canada was I cheating absolutely not this stroke was merely a small part of a sport that was going through a huge technological shift in equipment rendering it almost dummy proof so he's calling out everything else almost dummy proof those off center hits If anchoring is cheating, then so too are graphite shafts, titanium heads, and the outrageous compression rates of today's golf balls. Does he have a point here, Andy? Possibly. hes I mean, he admits it helps with the nerves. The only way I reckon you could be called for cheating with the long putter is if you used it to gain distance advantage when taking a drop. So, I don't know. He's equating it to those other equipment. uh, My, My question
0: is, does he have bias? I do like his response on, on equipment.
1: It does seem like he would have bias.
0: All right. Last he's, bit. He's got significant bias. If you can't putt and that uh, cost you a career yeah. worth
1: millions of dollars, you might have a certain yeah. viewpoint. Yep. Last bit on Brett Ogle, 94 Hawaiian Open champion. Just incredible f- run of freak injuries on the golf course. Um. He was in contention at the Australian Open in 1990 for his ball ricocheted off his tree on the 71st hole and crashed into his left knee. Shocked and in severe pain, he pulled himself together, carded an eventful nine, and managed to complete his round at the Australian Golf Club. But they later found out his kneecap was shattered.
0: He was forced
1: out of the game for six months. He he finished it off with a shattered kneecap. He he, He went to the ground screaming for a medic asking for ice they brought him like a case of beer that was cold nearby he finished with a shattered kneecap um he also hit a t-marker and i assume in anger and it splintered shattered clipped a spectator female right below the eye so oh he's got god these...
0: that's awful
1: i know he's got a shattered kneecap and then while defending the hawaiian open 1995 uh He's ball nestled against the tree at Wileye. He hit his shot. His club wrapped around the tree. The shaft snapped, and the club head came up and hit him on the cheekbone, knocked him out. And again, off to the hospital and that's out of not, all f-
0: That's not possible.
1: It said it hit, hit his cheekbone, and I, I don't think it knocked him out like cold, unconscious. It like knocked him out of, of golf or something. He he, he I think like
0: it's not possible for this guy to have all this freak
1: stuff happen to him. The head of his five iron whiplashed into his face, striking him just in her left eye, and part of his splintered shaft impaled his right forearm. So what? he got the face and the right forearm at the ninety five Hawaiian Open. He credits his Oakley's. If I hadn't been wearing my wraparound Oakley's, I'd be back in Australia right now looking for a wooden eye. <laughs> a wooden
0: Unbelievable.
1: Eye. Uh, and this was part. I just had to get this while we're on the subject of the Hawaiian Open. It's part of a weird 95 Sony Open. On Tuesday, just a run of, of guys falling left and right. On Tuesday, Jaime Diaz, Sports Illustrated. On Tuesday, the longtime caddy of Peter Jacobson, Mike Fluff Cowan. <laughs> this is funny. When chasing after Curtis Strange to avenge a prank and pulled both his hamstrings. Oh my god. To Fluff. <laughs> Explained Jacobson the last time Fluff stretched was when he got pulled out of the womb. <laughs> so avenging He's a prank, lie. he just pulls both hamstrings. <laughs> on Wednesday, Vijay Singh was playing with his son in the Pacific Surf when he fell on Cass? some coral and cut yeah. And cut his left forearm so severely he had to wear bandages for the entire tournament. Quote, his instructor, Mac O'Grady, VJ's instructor, Mac O'Grady, a swing guru, said Vijay's inner gyroscope is not yet aligned. (laughs) Thanks to the coral cut on his arm. Then on Friday, Ogle, you know, lent some gore, followed, you know, the shaft impaled his arm and crushed his head he thought he had lost his eye he says i'm shaking like a leaf went down like a sack of potatoes so that's your 1994 a little bit on your 1994 champion brett ogle all right Uh, those in australia you know have i'm sure many many more details to add about the character but that's our flashback friday 1994 hawaiian open champion. figure doing Aseo oki you know everybody does all those but a little lesser known guy all right got anything else bogle Bogle, Mr. Mr. Bogle. All right, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Fridays. Take on your Friday. You have a wonderful weekend. Take on your Friday with the pep of Peter Melnatti Shout it's it out. Piece of advice. Enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. Go Browns. We'll be back late Sunday night after the conclusion of the Sony Open. <laughs>